0: All that remains for me to do this morning is to introduce today's speaker. Efe Uduba is part of our leadership team here at Skylark Church. He's an amazing guy. He's authentic, he's kind, he's contagious to be around, he's passionate about Jesus and applying the Word of God into our everyday lives and context. He is a great guy. I know that the message that he has lined up today is really dear to his heart because it's something that he's been journeying for himself over the last weeks and months. So I want to invite you to open your hearts today because I believe that God wants to speak to you and to me. And yes, we may not be gathered together physically in a building. But the Holy Spirit is no less active. He is alive and he's able to meet with you this morning. So if you're weary, if you are in need of encouragement today, or perhaps actually if you feel that you're just drifting away from Jesus, let him grab your attention this morning through what F.A. has to share. Over to you, F.A.
1: Good morning Skylight Church, it's so good to be with you this morning, my name is Fa, and today um, it's always a pleasure and a privilege to be speaking at our home church and under the, the topic of under construction, I think Nikki did touch a stellar job last week with her word, if you haven't heard it please go back and listen to it, it was incredible and she spoke about character and what it was and also what it wasn't and she said this amazing phrase that character is built in the darkness and i really felt that um when i was asked to preach to bring this message that god had something along those lines as well so he has a message that i feel he wants to encourage you with and for me you know under construction is a great theme because i really love a good builder you know i love someone who could do some amazing things with their hands because if you know me i'm just not that guy you know i'm the guy who can barely put together some flat pack and even then you know the suppliers obviously made some sort of mistake because it never looks like how i how i'd intended it to i can just about put a, a picture up on the wall and in 37 years nearly 37 years of life i have never actually painted a full wall and I just think for me it's one of those things whereby if I make a mistake I just won't be able to deal with the shame so as much as I love the thought you know I think you know FA just stay in your lane but for me you know I've actually also though thinking about that I've also wanted to kind of do some demolition work you know maybe um take a bulldozer to a building or even take out a wall with a sledgehammer um, I think that sounds better in my mind than out of my mouth um, you might think I'm a little bit strange but actually you know an essential part of the building is actually the tearing down and the breaking down and I'd love to do that because I'd love to see something so big come, come down and give space for something new to, to be birthed and something new to come up and how true is that of our own lives sometimes things have to be broken down so that the new things can come through so I want to ask you a question this morning where are you breaking what part of you feels broken this morning or um that feels like it's under pressure feels like it's breaking is it do you feel broken emotionally or physically or financially in your relationships do you feel broken in your mind do you have broken peace broken rest broken thoughts and where do you feel in this moment that you are being built Where God is equipping you, where he's given you the tenacity and the strength and the resilience to just take one more step. What the thing that God is building in you that no circumstance or no enemy or no pandemic or individual can take away from you. What and where is God building? Can I submit to you a thought this morning that where we feel that we break and where God builds is the same place. we start breaking i believe god starts building and i came to encourage you this morning encourage encourage us this morning encourage someone who may have a broken heart today, someone who feels too broken to even get out of bed or look at themselves in the mirror, someone who is battling brokenness from their childhood or shame or shame from their mistakes. I want to encourage someone today who feels like their world is being shattered. And I want to remind you that God says he can take your broken pieces and battered, as battered and as bruised as you may be be or feel on those sharp pieces of brokenness he can take those and he is able if you're willing to let him in to do the work he is able to come in and make something beautiful even amongst that brokenness he can do something miraculous and transform your life from the inside out only if you allow him to build where you break in 2020 we all experienced some level of brokenness as the world experienced COVID-19 which brought the world to its knees. Some of us have experienced loss and grief and pain like never before. We witnessed the injustice of George, George Floyd and were awoken to the insidious racial injustice that is so prevalent in our world systems today. We saw our education system and our economic system all fall to its knees we thought that this thing is broken but what did God use 2020 to build well I believe he used 2020 to build in us gratitude for everyday life for life itself not to take things for granted for our health for our nation for our healthcare, for the unsung heroes It built in us love for our neighbour, like our literal next door neighbour, that we could reach out and we could help where we could. It built in us to really value equality, to examine our own hearts, our prejudices, our frailties, and see people for who they truly were, how God had designed them to love our fellow human being, irrespective of what they look like. It built in us the value of connection and I know it has been challenging for so many of us not being able to meet on a Sunday morning and I know for myself, but it taught and built in us that church isn't a place that we go, but it is a calling on a people of who we were meant to be. For some of us, it built us the encouragement with us to be able to encourage ourselves in the Lord. It built in us a passion to go onto our knees and to cry out to God. It built in us the reality of the truth that we are the hands and feet of Jesus and we can do the things that he has asked us to do. It may have built in you the ability to find your own voice where in the, on a Sunday morning where you are maybe drowned by so many voices, it may be only find your own voice. It might have built in you that song to sing out into the darkness and it may have built in you the lack of reliance on other people. You don't have to go to this place or that place to see a move of God. But actually, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, and we have access to that 24 7, 365. This is what he may have been building in your life in 2020. Some of us may, some of you may know our story. Um, As part of our journey, God asked us to uh, start a business, and I know some of those moments we were unable to really identify where our finances were coming from, and at this point, um, I was still sowing a day into the life of the church and Yaz and I were on the way to a staff meeting and we were discussing kind of finances. And she said that we don't have the resources for uh, fruit and veg to feed our children. Um, so we weren't just broken. We were we were flat out broke. Um and you know these still thoughts come into your mind as a husband and you know why don't you just go out and get a job did god really ask you to do this thing so together in the car we prayed we cried we worshiped and we asked god to to meet our needs and when we got to church Al uh, was there and he had a couple of bags from his work um, and he said look anyone who wants fruit and veg you can come and it's available for you and Yaz and I looked at each other and we prayed and we cried and and we shared the testimony of what happened uh, to us just on the way to church and I'm sharing that story because it built in us a trust in God like never before. It built in us that we could hold on to God's promises that he would supply all our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He built in us the truth to hold on to his word that he would never see the righteous begging for bread. He built in us that trust and reliance on him that he is our provider and our sustainer. Jehovah Jireh, he is who he says he is. And you know what the crazy thing was, you know, if you and I were to go to the store and we were to go and pick up tomatoes, you might like the plum ones and I like the, the, the cherry ones, everything that we wanted was there. So we know that God is in the detail. But you may say to me, F.A., that's a really cute story. You know, you got what you needed. Your your breakthrough came. I'm still hurting. I'm still waiting. I'm still breaking. My marriage is broken down. I'm stuck in a house and I feel like a prisoner. I feel rejected and alone in my own home. I can't stand my children at the moment. All of this is going absolutely crazy. I'm in the middle of it all. My breakthrough hasn't come. So that's a cute story. I think God wants to tell you this morning, I remind you in Psalm thirty-four, he says that he is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. See, he wants to walk with you because when you are weak, he is strong. He wants to build a dependency on him, a trust relationship, and with him that can never be broken. Now, in construction terms, I've heard the words footings. Um, this is kind of when you've been thinking about building a structure or maybe an extending your house and i never really fully understood what a footing was but kind of that word had been kind of buzzing in and around me as I was thinking about this message. So I did some research and the footings are the most important p- part of the foundation construction. The purpose of footings is to support the foundation, prevent settling and is crucial to providing the proper support for the foundation and ultimately structure. So of course, not being a building person, my natural next question was, what is settling? And settlement in a structure refers to the distortion or disruption of parts of a building due to either unequal compression of its foundations, shrinkage due to moisture or undue loads being applied to the building after its construction. So for me trying to kind of piece this all together, my basic understanding here is that the footings prevent the building from being, or the structure from being distorted or disrupted. It's the thing that undergirds and supports the foundation of the structure. And that's what our character is. It's the footing that holds together the foundation of who we are and what we become. And if we don't have deep enough or strong enough footings in our lives, our thoughts, our actions can become disrupted and distorted. Let me go one step further. If the foundation of your identity isn't built upon depth and strength of your character, you'll always be second-guessing. Who you are you see your true character is revealed in the choices we make when we are under pressure the greater the amount of pressure the deeper the revelation of our true character and i know that to be true of myself in so many many times you see you've got to break ground you have to get to the point where you have to get the point where it's broken breaking point to see if the footings are strong enough that's why you know when some guys they come to me and they say hey fa i am i'm in love man i've met this girl we've been on like two dates, and i'm really you know this is the one this is the one this is the one i'm going to spend my life with and i say okay really yeah that's really cool how have you two dealt under pressure you know when things have gone wrong, how how have you kind of dealt with that? You know, you don't judge a relationship by how high the highs are, but how you can love each other and get through the lows. I remember when I first met Yasmin, and you know, um, we became Christians, and she was dating a black guy, which didn't go down. Those two things really didn't go down that well with uh, her dad initially. So. You know, I saw that, you know, that kind of, that choice that she made had consequences. One being that she didn't have a permanent place to stay during her university, her final year of university. So, you know, she would um, sleep on people's sofas and she had her clothes in her car. And she was so convicted about the choice that she made to follow Jesus first. I think I might have been a, a close second. But her conviction to follow Jesus over and above her comfort, I said, yeah, that's the kind of character that I can sign my my life up to. Her, I saw her depth of character. I saw what her footings were really, really made of. See, the footings of a building have to be made with concrete or material strong enough to uphold the foundation of that structure. So I asked myself this question today. I asked you this question this morning. What? Are your footings made of what materials are what things, what ingredients are your footings made of? You see, our true character is revealed under pressure. So if we want to build a Christ like character, we have to embody and emulate what Jesus did when he found himself under immense pressure. And there's a great example of this in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, Verse 1 to 11 It's where Jesus is led into the wilderness to be tempted. And just to give you some backstory, he has literally just come uh, from a great experience where his identity has been affirmed uh, by the father after his baptism. So he has this sense of identity and he is led into the wilderness for for, for testing. So we just pick it up from Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness in order to reveal his strength, his character, against the accuser by going through the ordeal of fasting. You see, even at this point, God had to check Jesus's footings. He had to test if there could be any settling in his character that could disrupt or distort him and what he had been designed and purposed to do. He had to test if his character was strong enough to support what God was going to do in and through his life. Again, verse two says: after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely weak and famished. You know, when you've heard a scripture before um and you kind of, in your mind, you know how it's read and you kind of, it's one of those natural things that you, that come to you. And for this is for this, this scripture is one of them. In my mind, I hear it. After 40 days, Jesus was hungry. Now, that is a huge, huge understatement. For those who don't know, within days, faced with nothing to eat, the body begins to feed on itself. The body starts to consume energy stores. Fats, carbohydrates, and then proteins and parts of tissues. When the body uses its reserves to provide basic energy needs, it no longer supplies necessary nutrients to vital organs and tissues. The heart, lungs, the reproductive uh, organs start to shrink. Muscles shrink and people feel weak. Basically, physically, Jesus was breaking. I mean, literally, breaking this got him to breaking point physically and when we experience extreme hunger people go through anxiety depression difficulty sleeping nervousness perspiration stress i wonder if anybody feels like jesus this morning Whether you feel like you're in a wilderness and you are you can Resonate with any of those emotions that he would have been feeling at that time anxiety, depression, stress. Are you feeling that you're in a lonely wilderness today? I want to tell you that Jesus knows how you feel and by saying that it's not a platitude to say there's something that is warm and fuzzy it's actually true he knows what it means to come into human form and feel emotion and feel pain he knows what it means he's experienced pain rejection abandonment frustration distress he felt that all our suffering savior knows what it means to go through things he knows what it means to experience pain and in Isaiah 53 Three. He says that he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. And you see, that's why we can trust him with ours. That's why we can allow him into our breaking because he doesn't just sit from a place. He knows what we're going through, he's walked through it himself. Let's pick up the story. Verse 3 Then the tempter came to entice him to provide food by doing a miracle. So he said to Jesus, How can you possibly be the son of God and go hungry? Just order these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. He answered, The scriptures say bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly comes forth from God's mouth. Five. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you're really God's son, Jump and the angels will catch you for it is written in the scriptures. He will command his angels to protect you and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. Once again, Jesus said to him, the scriptures say you must never put the Lord your God to a test. And the third time the accuser lifted Jesus up to a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor that goes with it all these kingdoms i will give to you the accuser said if only you kneel down before me and worship me but jesus said go away enemy for the scriptures say kneel before the lord your god and worship only him 11 at once the accuser left him and the angels suddenly gathered around him to minister to jesus to his needs You know what I found really, really interesting is that when the story tells us that the enemy transported Jesus, or some translations say that the enemy led Jesus, and it just made me think or question how and why would Jesus ever let the enemy take him or lead him anywhere? But it got me thinking, how easy is it for us to be led by the enemy? to places and spaces that we know won't be good for us when we reach those breaking points. You know, places in our mind, places on our phones, sites on the internet, profiles on Instagram and Facebook, where the enemy could lead you in your breaking points. And that's a question for me, I I asked that today, I asked that of myself, where, when I feel like I'm breaking in my desperate moments, could the enemy lead me to? where could he lead you to what i love about this example the most though is not so much where you're led to but rather how you respond with depth for character when you're there see we can do what jesus did and when moments of difficulty and trial and testing come we can grab the whole grab a hold of the word of god and we can say get behind me satan we can say i know that i'm weak I know that I'm struggling. I know that this is difficult, but you cannot have my mind. You cannot have my peace. You cannot have my joy. These things are not for sale. So get behind me, Satan. We can use Jesus as the way, weapon of our warfare in those moments. It's not where you end up or where you are. It's what you do when you're there that shows your character. You see, in this moment, Jesus in his, is in his most broken state, physically, mentally, emotionally, tempted by all the things that lure the human heart away from God. And we find out what some of those things are in 1 John 2, 15 to 17, saying, and it says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world only craves For the world only offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but these are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who who does what pleases God will live forever. The crux of this is That when all was stripped away, when everything was laid bare, who Jesus was at his core, the character that underpinned the foundation of who he was, was this thing that was built within him, that chose his relationship with God and the love for his father over and above everything else, over his own choices, over his comfort, over his physical needs, over his emotions, over his wants, over his desires, even over his own life and if we want to build a Christ-like character we have to fill our footings with the same materials with the same things that Jesus did which was a deep love and an intimate relationship and a dependency wholly and only on his father on the relationship with God and that's how we can build a Christ-like character when the footings, the fibre of our being, we want to desire God first, holy and only. When all was stripped away, the deepest fabric of Jesus' being was that connection, that love connection he had with the Father. And that's what we need to have because if we want to be like Christ, we need to know what Christ was like. And that's all about relationship and love and putting him first and foremost. That means we need to desire him above everything else, even when it hurts, even when we're breaking, even in the pain, even in the frustration, even in the not knowing, even in the fear. We hold on to that relationship with God, our dependency on him. And that is what builds a Christ like character. That's what makes us look more like Jesus. See, that's why in James, in the book of James, he writes in his book. When it seems as though all you're facing is nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, when you feel like you're breaking, it stirs up power. God builds power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it releases perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. This morning, I came to tell you that if you feel like you're breaking, know that God is still building. He's building a story through your life that will not only bring glory to him, but will build power and an inner strength and a resilience that only comes from the spirit. And even in your breaking, God is releasing perfection in your heart that transforms your whole being and makes us more like Jesus. That's how we build a Christ-like character. After everything is said and done, even in the breaking, we can hold on to God who is always building. I want to pray this morning. I want to pray for you wherever you are, hurting wherever you are breaking. I want to pray that God comes in and with his miraculous power, he releases his power in and through your life. I pray that you have a depth of relationship with Jesus, that he would build in you an inner strength that would enable you to endure all things so that you can become more perfected, more looking like his son, Jesus, father, son, Jesus. So, father, I pray that today for anyone who is hurting, for anyone who is broken, who feels that they are breaking. God, I pray, Lord, that you would infuse them with your power this morning. For those of you who are um, watching, those who are watching far and wide and those who uh, are away or distant from you. God, would you make yourself known to them this morning? God, for those people who are desperate in their brokenness, Lord, as they reach out, would you grab a hold of them and say that you're mine? God, I pray that you would just do that which only you can do. To bring glory to your name and transform lives and transform this world for your glory. In Jesus name. Amen.